Hey everyone, welcome back to Rally Caps, a podcast for the creative entrepreneur building a business for the long haul. Today, our guest is Steven and me. <laughs> the two of us. Again. Yep. Again. Here we are. <laughs> We're going to tell you why later in this episode, why we haven't had guests recently. Yes. Mostly it's insanely busy for the both of us right now. And a lot of the guests that we want to have on the show. Yep. Because the wedding world is crazy this year. Mm -hmm. but, but in the meantime, we we're do. doing episodes with the two of us. We want to thank our sponsor for today. We do. Musicbed. Yeah. Musicbed's been here from the beginning. First sponsor. Yeah. And we freaking love them. They are the best. That intro song that you just heard from Musicbed. Banger. The, the intro song that you're going to hear uh, during the ad break also from music bed mm -hmm. fantastic music across the board we uh, love them but seriously uh, i've tried other music licensing websites for filmmaking and online content and i genuinely believe there's nowhere better than what they have i agree and if you go to their website you can see like all of the house name brands that have used music licensing for their own commercials like I don't Nike. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that's all you need to hear. Like basically, Nike, <laughs> basically every brand you can think of and every middle tier filmmaker all the way up into like Hollywood film sets and commercial sets are using music licensing from Musicbed. Yep. Um, so, yeah, they're kind of taking over the world because they're they are the best. And they are. We believe that. So. And if you want to be the best too, check out the link in either the show notes or the description and use rally caps at checkout for a free month added on to your annual subscription plan with Musicbed. Thanks, Musicbed. We love you. Hey, if you like us, you keep watching and listening to rally caps. Feel free to give us a like if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. Super helpful. Um, and with the topic today, working for free, let us know down in the comments if you think it's okay to work for, for free as a creative entrepreneur and maybe some advice or a story that you have about working for free. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a review. That would be really lovely. And like actually uh, do it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> because like it's, I know like a lot of people want to and you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do that eventually. But then it doesn't happen and right. like like taxes yeah um so we would love that if you did that because it really helps on the apple podcast side of stuff yes um, it pushes it to more people that could benefit from the show like you are right now yeah so if you're listening to it just open up your phone face id check swipe up five stars and uh, maybe leave a little little message saying hey work for free and i love you and if you don't like us, don't do any of that. It's That's fine. fine. Yeah, you can just keep laughing at us, sweat in this really hot room right now. <laughs> Perfect. All right, let's get into it, Stephen. <laughs> let's get into it. All right, what are we talking about today, Stephen? Eric, today we are talking about working for free and Ooh. knowing when to do it. Controversial. Controversial. Should you work for free? Should you not? No. No? Yes. Yes, I think so, too. <laughs> yes. No. No? Yes. Mm. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about it. <laughs> and that's why it's important to talk about knowing when to work for free. I Correct. think it's not as much of a binary yes or no. Correct. But knowing when the right time is to work for free. Yeah. And feeling and it, that out for yourself. Yeah. And it's and it's different for everyone. Absolutely. And wherever stage you're at, mm -hmm. whatever need you have, and then you're going to have to use that sixth sense of yours as a creative entrepreneur to figure out, is this worth it or not? Is it? It. <laughs> <laughs> this is like an infomercial yeah. <laughs> just cut to your face is it is it uh in the photography realm 
starting for free? What did that look like for you? Yeah, so specific stories that we might be sharing today, one of them for me is uh, working for my friends that started a, a hair product company called First Hand Supply. Mm -hmm. This was back in Beverly, Massachusetts in 2017 is when they first launched and it was the year that I graduated. So I was fresh out of school looking for anything that was interesting to build a portfolio with. Mm -hmm. And I was friends with the guys that started it and we just kind of fell into a, a relationship where it was like, trading goods for services mm -hmm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, ended up doing a ton of work for them for the first two years that they were in business for and shot everything from just, you know, product photos for the website, um, like lookbooks and mailers and stickers and like a really, really wide variety of uses yeah. for all of this media. And it was super fun. It was draining at times. Yeah. And I never made a cent from any of that work. Which directly, makes it more draining. Which makes it more draining. Yeah. But what's really cool about that, and I think a lot of people can appreciate things like this in hindsight more so than when they're in the thick of it, yeah. is that over the course of those years working with them, I met people and made friends at these photo shoots. Mm -hmm. I met models, I met barbers, mm -hmm. I met people that were coming together to make these things happen. Yep. And they all see you as a photographer. Exactly. And so just just from solely having casual conversations with these people, like in between changing sets mm -hmm. or just as we're shooting even, they're like, oh, cool. Like, is this your full-time gig? Do you normally do product stuff? Do you normally, you know, photograph barbers? Like how, how specific is it? And when I mentioned that I get wedding photography as my full-time business, almost everyone is like, oh, that's super cool. Either I'm getting engaged, I am engaged, or... I have a friend who's getting engaged. Cousin. Cousin, whatever it is. So specifically from shoots with first-hand supply mm -hmm. for you know the, the two years that I was doing that with them, looking back on it, I've booked an additional $15,000 in weddings alone yeah. from just making connections yep. from that, which is just, I mean, a kind of a proof of concept of like, hey, like I was, I was looking for branding photography portfolio pieces specifically, yep. and I came away with that which landed me paid commercial work. Mm -hmm. And I also made some more business in my wedding photography business as well. It, what's funny is everybody that criticizes getting um, featured for free mm. or that kind of stuff, where it's like, oh, I'm getting paid an exposure. Yeah. Right? That's the real life form of getting paid an exposure. Yep. Because I, I agree that like the whole online exposure thing is BS. Yeah. Like, hey, feature my product, shoot this thing for free, we'll put you on our page. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really result in more work. Like, may, it might. Yep. People scrolling through Instagram aren't going to be like, who's that photographer? You know, like, but when you can make a personal, real life human connection with someone. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like, that that's just completely different than... It's, it's, it's already a warm lead then because mm -hmm. you've already been chatting. You already got to know each other a bit. And they're going to see your work from whatever shoot yep. that it is that you're on together. Yep. They're like, oh, like, great. Fantastic. I mm -hmm. know this guy knows what he's doing. I think I'd like him around uh -huh. or her around on my wedding mm -hmm. day because I just like them as a person. Yep. That is such a strong first impression. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of cool to look back on that and be like, all right, well, you know, sometimes it was a little grueling to do all of that and, and not feel like I was getting anything in return. 
but I actually did. And it actually accumulated into like a, a pretty good little chunk of money mm -hmm. over, over those years yeah. and everything. You, you started your own unpaid internship. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's kind of what it was. You, you got, uh, you got exposure mm -hmm. to people and relationships that ended up booking you work. Mm -hmm. You also gained a ton of skills. Oh yeah. On, in business, delivering the images, actually shooting them mm -hmm. that, and that sharpened your skills in the paid work that you then did after that as totally. well. And it's cool. If any brand reaches out now, I can, <laughs> if I meet them in person, I can hand them a physical, like here's, here's the lookbook that I shot and entirely yeah. for this, this brand. Like, yeah, here's my binder. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like kind of, you cool. have it in a binder. Yeah. I, I do somewhere actually. Wait, actually, uh, not in a binder binder, but like it's, it's like kept like huh. very, very nice like prints. Yeah. I was just making a joke. I don't have oh. anything like yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. It's in a box somewhere. It's I, I keep I keep a lot of like my printed work that's been featured in places or like I don't print my work. You, you can't say that. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. In all fairness, I'm not printing these, but like they're just the printed things that actually got sent to customers. And okay, so. that's not fair. Because then because you did because they printed it for their business and then you got it. Exactly. You didn't actively go like, I'm going to print stuff for my portfolio. No, but I'm showing them like, hey, this actually got sent to no, a thousand great. people. Right. Oh, but, but you're saying, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would you have done that? I actually have before for, okay, for my wedding good stuff. I have. to shoot. I made a really nice, like, <laughs> it was actually really cool. Yeah. I brought you it. You would. To, I, should, I, I knew the answer. I brought it to a client consultation. They're like, heck yeah. Yeah. Like, this is I used so to, cool. I used to do that. Yeah. I had sample prints from White House Custom Color where mm -hmm. I printed and I bring it to meetings. Mm -hmm. They weren't good images, but. <laughs> I was like, here are the three different types of paper you can get when you order prints through me. Yep. It's a really convoluted process. You have to like email me what sizes and stuff you want. I'll order it for you and it'll be very confusing, but that's an option. <laughs> yeah, it's dumb. Uh, but yeah, I think there's a lot of value in, at least in that, that specific scenario for mm -hmm. me. Obviously, everyone's situation is going to be different. But again, in hindsight, there's, there's a literal dollar amount attached to the free work that I did for yes. friends for this company and the additional money that I made booking other work with other brands and commercial photography gigs who saw firsthand mm. photos and were like, who's this photographer? Yeah. And then it, it spiraled from there. What I don't agree with is doing that and then not having enough self-awareness to realize that it's working. That's where it becomes problematic where people fall into a trap of I'll keep working for free, mm -hmm. but it doesn't turn into money. It doesn't turn into experience. It doesn't turn into a portfolio mm -hmm. and they're not recognizing like something's not clicking here. Mm -hmm. And so Gary V talks about this quite a bit with self-awareness and whether you like him or not. Um, I think it's a really profound thing as an entrepreneur and something that is innate to some people mm -hmm. and sometimes has to be a learned behavior. And I think sometimes people just don't have it at all. Maybe not at all, but like need people in their lives to like share with them, Hey, this isn't working or that is working. Yep. And you will, you'll really damage your personal life and feel very frustrated and burned out, mm -hmm. burnt out. If you don't have that awareness of like, this is worth my time. Yes. And that's where it can become problematic. I guess the, the other thing that's problematic and what everybody argues about, especially in the wedding world with wedding photography, wedding filmmaking, is any kind of working for free can devalue the market. 
can devalue the work of other photographers who have put a decade into what they're doing. Yeah. So, you know, you might say you shot something for free or shot something for a discount and someone in your market, in your city might get angry at you because they're like, hey, hey, you're undercutting my prices. Mm -hmm. And while I understand that sentiment, this is where I get to the really controversial mm -hmm. point. Um, I truly believe that in that circumstance for the person that has been in it in 10 years, mm -hmm. if that new person is a threat to you, mm -hmm. you need to work out your own stuff. I completely agree yeah. because what photographer has not started shooting a wedding for free or right. $300 or $500 yeah. or whatever it is. That's how you get your start Yeah, because you need to prove that you can actually do what you're trying to sell. Unless you were, unless you're setting up a bunch of styled shoots sure, and you built a portfolio of like a ton of styled shoots that you shot for free yep. to give, you know, other vendors content um, or second, second shooting jobs like, that lead photographer let you use mm -hmm. all of the stuff you shot in your portfolio. Mm -hmm. There's ways like that where you can build a portfolio and then have something justifiable. Yeah. But usually in those circumstances, you don't have a full portfolio from start to finish. Mm -hmm. You don't have a full wedding day. Yeah. Where it's like here, here's one start to finish, at least one. Yeah. They're just looking at a bunch of portfolio images, but they're going, okay, but what does it look like to shoot? in a dark space at a reception. Right. Or I, I don't see like any photos of getting ready here, you know? This episode of Rally Caps is brought to you by MusicBet, our favorite source for music licensing. You know, it's pretty surreal to partner with one of our favorite companies for Rally Caps. We've used their music for years and years on wedding films, on commercials, YouTube videos on my personal channel, and now we're even using their music for Rally Caps and extra innings on our Patreon. From the inception of an idea all the way to pressing publish, Musicbed plays an integral role in our entire creative process by providing amazing music to elevate all of our projects with. One of our favorite parts of Musicbed is how easy it is to use. Even with over 900 leading composers, bands, and singer-songwriters, it's so simple to navigate the site and find the perfect song for your project. You can search with specific attributes in mind, like the tempo, style, or instrument used, or even search specific keywords like cinematic, folk, or dope podcast intro. Well, maybe not the last one, but you get the point. Sometimes we just listen to the music on Musicbed for fun, because it's that good. And if you're a music nerd, you can search songs by key and match songs across two if you'd like to mix and match. You can start a free account on Musicbed and browse all the same music we love to find what suits you best. When you're ready to start a subscription, use the code ALLCAPSRALLYCAPS at checkout to receive your first month free when you purchase an annual subscription and start unlocking the full potential of your work. Thanks again to Musicbed for sponsoring this episode of RallyCaps. Now, back to the show. So that was my first-hand story. Do you have a story similar to that where you either worked for free or gave a discount on something and gained work or yeah. gained financial value yeah. to your business? I have quite a bit of them, yeah. yeah. Uh, What's your favorite one? Uh, my favorite one is when I filmed a wedding in Yosemite. Uh, it's it's one of like my staple portfolio pieces uh, in my filmmaking career. And it was, it was that one that, sent me on a new trajectory mm. so i teach about it um in classes that i've built and the course i'm making and um yeah just the nuance of that situation i've done it a handful of times the reason i like it so much is like i can talk about the story of the second photo wedding i ever shot i did it for free for a friend and i rented stuff to up i edited in lightroom the first one i edited in um 
iPhoto. Did you really? Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, baby. <laughs> it was great. That's awesome. Um, so second one I, I edited in Lightroom, like real software. And then, you know, that led to another one, which led to another one, which led mm -hmm. to another one. So that's like a pretty standard story. Mm -hmm. But I was pretty established by the time this Yosemite one rolled around. And it's funny because there's a lot of there's a lot of um, similarities in your story of of personal connection. Mm -hmm. Because so first and foremost, I was I was at this wedding. I was shooting a video for a couple because my friend Jasmine, mm. photographer of this wedding, referred me for video. Great. So community booking me work. Awesome. Friends, that relationship booking me work. Great. So we're in, we're getting ready first hour of shooting on the day and she's having a conversation with one of the bridesmaids and she's like, oh yeah, we're getting married in Yosemite. And of course, like at that point in my career, my ears like perk up. I'm like, oh, the Holy Grail <laughs> and, uh, the and, motherland. Yeah. So I hear her talking about that and I'm like, I'm like inching over to the conversation and eavesdropping and Jasmine jokingly is like, oh, do you have a photographer yet? You know? And and uh, this bridesmaid goes, yeah, it's uh, Narav Patel. And I was like, <laughs> excuse me, what? <laughs> and if you're unfamiliar with the wedding photography world, Narav Patel is like the most legendary photographer in existence. Even his portraiture work, like he, he's just an unbelievably talented photographer. So I'm like, holy wow. So then I sneak in. I'm like, do you have a videographer? <laughs> and... Uh, She's like, actually, we, we don't. And I'm like, okay, well, I know we haven't talked all that much, but like, <laughs> here's a card, you know, but then having that personal connection and like hanging out with her the rest of the day with the wedding party, her seeing me do what I do, I didn't get any email from her. And I was like, dang, I, I was, I was hoping that I would get an email like right after the wedding. I didn't. And then I didn't want to be that creep that was like reaching out to my existing client being like, Hey, I talked to your friend. She said she was getting married in Yosemite, you know, like, so I'm like, you know, if, if the stars align, I deliver this film, her friend's film, she'll see it for sure. So if she sees it and she likes it, then that'll be a new way to like get into a conversation and uh sure enough that happens i put like blood sweat and tears in that film to mm -hmm. make it the best i could the next day after it went live and was posted everywhere i get an email from her and she's like we're we still haven't booked a filmmaker and we're really interested in having you we loved their film and i'm like okay sick 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 cool 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 cool, cool. um don't panic yeah and it was at this point where I was like, I was charging, um, I was charging about $3,500 for a wedding film for a, a three to five minute montage and delivering the raw footage to them. That, and that's it. And so I gave them that quote. They, when she sent me the email, I think she said their budget was three grand. And I'm like, okay, um, well, let's see if we can like meet somewhere in the middle because I'm going to have to quote for travel as well. So I think I ended up quoting them like five grand for mm -hmm. the whole thing, which for me at that time was just like, it's huge. Um, but they were just like, we just, we just can't like, we're either going to go with someone local out there or like, we really want to make it happen. But like, basically all we can do is 3000. And then I, I positioned it in a way where I was like, we're, we're going to make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a matter of like, can we meet in the middle a little bit? I was like, can you meet me at 35? my normal rate and I'll just do all the travel by myself. 
And she's like, okay, yeah, we can do that. So with that, then I rented a 5D Mark IV, mm-hmm. which I only had 5D Mark III's before that. So 5D <laughs> Mark IV had some autofocus and I got a gimbal and I just brought everything I could. I brought a drone, everything. And I went nuts. I shot in HD, 1080p, and I shot 800 gigabytes of footage <laughs> over the course of three days. Um, just went all out. Didn't even know how to shoot a time lapse. Just recorded, just hit record and let it run for like an hour and a half <laughs> instead of just doing time lapse with pictures. But like, worked the same, just a lot more data. Yep, yep. And yep. Uh, set the scene like in a very, very cool way. Um, and so with that, I went all out on editing that film because it was something that was so special. I filmed their little ceremony that they had in Chicago before they went out to Yosemite. And then I, I filmed this whole sequence of them like in their apartment packing for the trip mm-hmm. and had this transitional piece of like an airplane going through the sky. Mm-hmm. And like, it really told the story well. Yeah. And it, it was really profound to a lot of people and there's plenty of things in it now where I'm like, Oh, that I've changed that a lot and I don't do that at all anymore. And this is way better and I can pick it apart in that way. But even still four years later, I'm looking at it. I'm like, this is rock solid. Like it's very, very cool. Very good. And I guess that's that piece of self-awareness I was talking about is like understanding this hit in price because after travel, after rentals, everything Mm -hmm. I'm profiting like rental car, Airbnbs, like all these things. I maybe made a thousand dollars on that wedding, 1500, but that's kind of my philosophy in marketing as well as like, how about instead of me traditionally marketing through an online platform, through Facebook ads, Instagram ads, I do something like this. Mm And then I have a portfolio piece that is going to resonate with the exact kind of clients I'm going to want to work with in the future. How many weddings do you estimate you booked based off of that film? It had to have been like 15. Which is, it's like, yes, substantial. Yeah, it's like six figures of income probably. Yeah, and then as well as that, like, don't like using this word, but clout, you know, like, having a film like that and the whole filmmaking community seeing it and giving me some credibility of becoming an educator Mm -hmm. and getting asked to speak at at, uh, workshops and emceeing venture workshop and giving me some of that credibility of like you can you're you're good at this Mm -hmm. you know and like you can teach on it and I love teaching that story because like that mentality can get people really angry, Mm -hmm. especially for travel, Mm, (laughs) especially for travel weddings. Um, But again, I would go, hey, if if your brand is strong enough and you are communicating that philosophy in your brand to a couple that wants to fly you to somewhere special, Mm -hmm. they're going to do it at the rate if they can afford you and they want you that badly. Mm -hmm. So like you have to change that mindset into how do I make that happen instead of be angry at the person who's charging less than me to go to that place and get that couple. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of that mentality that you, you referenced back to again Mm -hmm. about when to switch from, or not mentality, but awareness, switching from free to actually charging money. What advice would you give to someone who's in that transition right now? Maybe they're not feeling confident Mm -hmm. in, yeah, upping their prices totally. or even charging to begin with? How, totally. how do you break through that wall? I think 
I think a really safe and smart way to do this is to make sure you have a full or part-time job as you're building this. I think too many people are like, I'm going to go full-time and then just go and then they start doing the work for free and they're like, I have no money. Yep. And they end up being like, I have to pick up a part-time job. I'd say change that perspective and go, let me pick up a part-time job. Let me pick up a full-time job. I'll bust my butt and work on the weekends and at nights and all this stuff to build the business and the side hustle. Um, it's my, it, it might not be the healthiest thing, but what I think is the most, um, I guess, comfortable and safest way to go about that is build it up to a point where like, yeah, you start shooting for free, you start building a portfolio, but then you start booking actual jobs. Like people actually start paying you for that work. Once it becomes too overwhelming to field inquiries, balance that job, and you have some money in the bank, mm -hmm. that's when it's just like, you start to feel that feeling of like, I'm not, I'm not gonna do anything for free, mm -hmm. unless it's something that I think is going to further grow my business. Right, once your baseline becomes, this is my salary, right. then you have to use that discernment and that awareness right. like with, with Tyler, Tyler and Ellie, mm -hmm. yeah. with the two of them saying, okay, normally I wouldn't do this, Correct. but for this circumstance, because this is a job that I'm really interested in, and mm -hmm. I think, I can see the value of it beyond mm -hmm. the dollar amount that I'll pocket now. It's worthwhile to me in the long run. Absolutely. And having the self-awareness of realizing like that $2,500 investment, the difference of what I made versus what I spent on that is going to be worth what I'll book in the future. And when you do get to that point where the inquiries are flowing in, people start trying to, you know, early on a lot of, a lot of potential clients will try to negotiate the price with you, mm -hmm. but that gives you the confidence to just be like, no, I'm sorry. My rate is my rate. Like I have a bunch of people standing at the door, like knocking you, you either pay the rate or you don't. And a lot of times that confidence makes the client just go, yeah, yeah, no problem. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. Cause they're usually just asking to see if they can get any money off. Yeah. It um, is amazing though, that, that change in yeah. tonality of just like, yeah, I'm going to say this with confidence this time. Yeah. They're like, Oh, okay. I say it with transparency too. Mm -hmm. I'll just be like, Hey, I'm actually about at my limit for the year. Yep. Uh, therefore I just like, I can't do any discounts yep. at all. Um, and that's very true of where I'm at right now in yes. my business where, you know, charging upwards of eight to $12,000 a wedding. And, you know, there are definitely sometimes people being like, Hey, that's super steep. And I'm like, I know yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but here's why. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm only trying to shoot a dozen a year. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I get to, give a lot of care and concern to each one. And that's my goal. Yeah. But I'm also trying not to overwhelm myself because I have these other aspects of my business. Yeah. So that's why the rate is where it's at. Right. And I have some of those people being like, all right, cool. I, I totally appreciate your transparency there. We'll go ahead and pay it. Yeah. Or they're like, I'm sorry, we just can't justify it. I'm like, that's totally cool. Yeah. Great. Absolutely. Like I have associates, I have referrals. Cool. Yeah. I have other things in my business. I like, I don't need that job now, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah. I would also add uh, on, on the front of advice for people that are just trying to book free work mm -hmm. to begin with mm -hmm. that have nothing right now and they're just trying to build a portfolio. We both had personal connections at the root of each of our stories that we shared. Totally. So I, I'd recommend that you just start with family and friends. Photograph your friends. Yeah. Photograph your friends. Photograph, not even, just ask them what they're doing. Yeah. Like, hey, like, 
what's going on? Like, are, yeah. are you like, if they're, if they're starting like a little candle making business or like whatever it is, like hair product, like my friends were just making hair product in their living room yeah. to start. Like that's yep. how it all started. It's and like, just start it's, there. It's really easy for us to do this because we're in this industry, but there's plenty of people listening or graphic design and, you yeah. know, merch and all sorts of other things. This is widely applicable to any of that. Everything. Like when we say go and photograph your friends, it's like, okay, well try to sell to your friends. Mm -hmm. Do whatever you can with the people you know to try to promote whatever it is that you're building in Mm -hmm. your small business and your entrepreneurial endeavor. Um, This stuff is widely applicable to all kind of creative entrepreneurship. Everyone. And similarly to what we talked about with the podcast, like I had to come to that conclusion with YouTube as well. Like a lot of times when people jump into a new business, it's because they're seeing somebody else do it from afar or close friend or someone online or whatever. And they're like, man, that's possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and start pursuing it. And for me, I kept hearing like when I was a teacher, all my students tell me that I need to have it like Mm. pour more time into my YouTube channel because I made stupid videos on it and they loved them. But they're like, you should do more of it. And like, that's, that's really stupid and silly. Uh, no. Um, and then as, as YouTube progressed and became more and more of a serious thing, a lot of people are like, Oh, have you considered that? Like, I know you have a couple dumb videos. Um, but shout out church club. <laughs> it used to be your most viewed video. Not did I anymore. make it private? Yeah, I think you did. I might have made a public. I think I made a public again. again. (laughs) Um, It's like your third best performing video. Yeah, it is (laughs) so stupid. Um, But yeah, then it was then it was Daniel and Rachel at Mango Street. Yep. Where I developed a friendship with them through wedding photography and them being in Chicago. But one time when they were back, Rachel was just like, "You should just do it. Just go for it." I'm like, "I don't have time. Mm -hmm. I can't." She's like, eh, that's not a good enough excuse. Like, none of us have enough time. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ah, all right, fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, it's a bunch of working for free, but then you're motivated when you see, then you have the self-awareness of seeing like, oh, this has some legs. Like, right. oh, that video performed really well. Oh, people are like resonating with the things that I'm saying, mm-hmm. the phrases that I'm coming up with, the things that I'm teaching. And then it starts growing and you're like, huh yep and it's just that slow burn if you will it's that slow burn baby <laughs> until it gets to a point where like oh whoa like i'm making a bit of ad revenue people are asking me to do sponsored videos mm-hmm. i'm selling things through passively through affiliates like like this could be and and now it's half my business mm-hmm. and i can't imagine any other like avenue for myself yeah. now and uh yeah I think it's the main takeaway right there is that everything you do just in life is going to be an investment of time. And yep. if you're trying to bring your hobby and turn that into a career, it's an investment of time yep. at the beginning. And you just have to be okay with making the effort to push through that beginning season mm-hmm. of not necessarily seeing a financial return right at the beginning, but the hard work and the effort that you put into that will pay itself in dividends oh, in the yeah. long run. Mm-hmm. I mean, undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. So I think that having that mentality of just accepting that the beginning isn't going to be all sunshine and rainbows mm-hmm. and why it's good to have that salaried job or part-time job or whatever it is so you can still live comfortably and cover all your bills and everything and, and have a little extra time on the side to just build that up. The more time you put into it, 
the easier it's going to become because the more time you put into it, the more clients will come. Yep. How are you feeling that way with rally caps right now? Cause that's the experiment we're going through yeah. right now. We're literally doing it live. We're almost at a year. Exactly. I think oh, it crazy. was almost exactly a year ago. We recorded that first episode with Benj. Um, the first Jeez. guest interview started in, I think year? November, okay. late October, November of last year. Yeah. So it's been almost a year and it's been extremely rewarding. Mm -hmm. It's been this particular time right now. It's been challenging just because there's a lot of very time sensitive things happening until the end of October specifically. Which is um, why we haven't been having guests right now. Yes. And because a lot of the guests that we talk to are also wedding industry folks very and uh, they're also very busy right mm -hmm. now. But it's been so cool because in that time we've built up a Patreon. We're now making ad revenue. We have our first sponsor, which is Musicbed, which you heard from earlier in the episode. And now we're actually starting to see money off of a, it's a business mm -hmm. that we started a year ago. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's so rewarding. Yeah. It's, it's not, you know, a even full time if it's, job, even if it's small, but a little dude, the 20 bucks that we've made from our YouTube channel so far is the most rewarding thing. I love that. It's incredible. I know. You oh see my like, gosh. oh man, we made a quarter today. Yeah. I'm like, ah, up 25 cents. Because one person watched Danny Gewurz's episode again. <laughs> All the way. Excellent. <laughs> awesome. That's so, it's just, it's such a rewarding feeling. And that feeling right there will fuel the fire for you to continue doing that and doubling down. Yeah. You can see it to scale too. Yeah. Plus with this, um, and Mike brought it up and I, I think I mentioned it in an episode way back where he's like, you're doing so much more than just the small bits of money you're making right now too. Mm -hmm you are building relationships with really successful people. Yes. That's been my favorite part personally. Yeah, like the fact that we can just call up or text up any, really any of the guests we've had on so far mm -hmm. to get advice or to just connect or whenever we're in their city mm -hmm. and we can make another episode or shoot a YouTube video or collaborate and photograph or mm -hmm. whatever is wild. Yep. But then also it's like, it's made us realize all these things of what rally caps could be. Yep. And it could be a clothing line and it could be mentorship and education mm -hmm. and it could be coaching yep. uh, where we do business coaching and like all these crazy things that we had no intention really of it turning into mm -hmm. until you're like actually doing the thing. Mm -hmm. And then you have this realization of like, Oh, mm -hmm. that's the potential. Yep. But it never, it never would happen if you just don't start working for free. Zero to one is the hardest. Yeah. That is the hardest thing. You never so, know what's so, possible. So should you work for free? Yeah. Yeah. hundred A resounding yes. Yes. Absolutely. And actually on that note, you, you, have to. you just jogged that random little story also talking about guests from the past season and talking about working for free and finding money out of it somehow. Uh -huh. I, I mocked up logos for Sam Elkin's field trip series just for fun. I sent them to him. He loved them and then offered to buy them from me. Oh my, are you serious? I'm completely serious. <laughs> but as you said that, I was like, oh yeah, that's technically like more work that's come out of this also just from doing it and making the connection and yep. seeing that to fruition. And you, and in that, which is my favorite part about business is you can solve someone's problem. Mm-hmm something that they feel is missing in their business by just taking your own time, doing something you like for fun and just being like, Hey, no expectation. Yep. Hey, I made this. Yep. And another classic example, mm -hmm. uh, last year when we couldn't go out and like do anything, mm -hmm. we were you know, like, 
it was mm. taboo to go out and do anything at all. And like, it was really hard for me because I'm like, I don't want to just be making at home commercials all the time or like photo shoot at home. Like mm. that was the last thing I wanted to do. That's why I got into running so much harder last year. But we had a sponsored video and I was like, okay, it was at the point now where, where things were starting to open up a little bit, but we had this plan of showcasing this brand new coffee shop in Chicago and it fell through and we're like literally a day away from the shoot and I need to edit it that next day and have it posted for this brand. So the sponsor needed it very soon. So Mike and I had to just completely pivot and do something different. And it, it wasn't ever like the commercial, the spec ad, it was never going to be paid. We were just going to give that to the coffee shop. So likewise, we did the same thing, but Mike had already been working with this instant coffee coffee company called Swift Cup. Mm -hmm. And I think both of us were like, oh, do you, we could just make a Swift Cup commercial. And, and we're like, and then we could just like send it to them and see if they want to pay for it. Mm -hmm. So we got paid, I got paid for the sponsor video. And then we made this commercial, which was awesome. And we sent it to them. And Mike was just like, hey, like no expectations. Like we, you don't have to pay for this if you don't want to, but like, if you want to just name your price and we'll, we'd be happy to sell it to you. And, uh, and they're like, what, oh, what's your, what would you normally charge for something like this? <laughs> and we're like, uh, I mean, it was really quick, easy to put together. Mike was like, I don't know, 2,500 bucks. And they're like, okay, cool. <laughs> and I just bought it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and, uh, and now it's literally the banner of their website. That's Someone incredible. just DM'd me yesterday being like, is this you? And I was like, yeah, that's me. That's like, I acted that's in it. Acted. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, so that exists on, on their website now and they, like, they loved the video. So it's like, again, it, that was multi-purpose too. That's even, that's when it's even better, mm -hmm. right? Like you're already getting paid to do one thing, but you make a spec ad in this other way mm -hmm. and you get paid for that as well. But again, you like, you would never know that that's a possibility if you didn't just try at least. Mm -hmm. And you might get completely rejected. Yep. That's totally fine. Like that's a part of the process. Yep. Yeah. So work for free. Yeah. Have the self-awareness to know when to stop working for free predominantly. Mm -hmm. And also, even if you're five years into your career, when to maybe work for free or a discount for that dream job of yeah. yours, mm -hmm. whatever it may be. Yeah. But it's gonna be very unique to every single person, mm -hmm. obviously deal with your business the way that you want to and the way that it actually makes financial sense. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of value that can come from working for free mm -hmm. if you have the mindset to kind of look beyond that yeah. and see what opportunities that could open up for you down the road. Totally. And to be completely transparent, when we, when we started with the idea of rally caps, it was the same thing as the Rachel conversation. I was just like, I can't handle another thing. Mm -hmm. The only way it's possible is if you take mm -hmm. the brains on like producing it. Yeah. That's really the only way I'm going to do it. And you were like, yeah, let's, let's go. Mm -hmm. But that was because I, you know, like, again, the, the amount of time it takes for me to sit down and record episodes, like at this point in my career, my time is money. Mm -hmm. It just is like whether I'm making sponsored videos on YouTube, doing more educational stuff, like every minute that I don't get to pour into those already built money-making endeavors, like strong money-making endeavors, I am hoping that it's an investment of what's to come. Mm -hmm. It's twofold. It's an investment in 
the financial reality of what rally caps can be, but it's also a, a relational mm-hmm. investment. Like mm-hmm. I just want to do stuff with you mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Like I just want to make things and talk to people and do it together. Yep. Ultimately, that's what I care about more with rally caps and it's, it's therapeutic and awesome and mm-hmm. really fun to do. Um, but there is also that self-awareness of like, Oh, we can make a killer business out of this too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think actually approaching it with the mindset of, cool. We have very low expectations. Right. Let's just see what happens. Mm-hmm. That was really important because every victory along the way has felt that much sweeter. Right. Because it's like, oh wow, like already have our first sponsor, already have ad revenue, already Ex- have 16 patrons kind of thing. It's like, that is so, so cool. Shout out patrons, by the way. We Seriously. love all of you so much. Thank you. It is, it is such a fulfilling realization of what we set out to start a year ago. Um, we should do a little anniversary episode. That'd be, be fun. Cool. One year, but expect nothing, gain everything. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be on a rally cap shirt. Okay. Cool. <laughs> expect nothing, gain something. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> expect nothing. See what happens. This is evolving. This, real feel, quick. this feels like a way that Jesse Driftwood would end his YouTube video. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Click the like button. Maybe. I don't I know. Don't know. I hope you love me. I love you. Maybe. Unless you're a bad person. I do if you hit the like button. That's (laughs) not true. I love you no matter what. Yeah, unless you're awful. Then I don't like you. (laughs) Don't be awful. Okay, bye. (laughs) Sweet. Well, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, let us know by by liking the video, by subscribing to the YouTube channel, and by leaving us a little review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, here. Wait, no. Pause. Pause. Please go give us a review on Apple Podcasts if you like this. Yeah. And you're listening on Apple Podcasts. Like, you don't have to write anything. Just we'll five wait. stars. Well, just, actually, you don't even have to pause. You can just keep listening to us ramble. That's, that, that's true, actually. And while you go and initiate writing the review. Yes. You could literally just say five stars and say, I love these guys. I'm now going to work for free. If if you're if you made it this far, go write that. Leave a review and just say, work for free. And same with YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, like yeah. for for a comment and yeah. a like, like do those things yeah. as well. If you like us, yeah, it really it truly does help. I really it makes feel so much difference. analytically, honestly, on YouTube, yes. we've just kind of been floating at the same place of like just slow, small, steady growth. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there's going to be this breaking point where we have some video that hits the algorithm and then all of a sudden our baseline is going to shift to this new, like right now we're at, I think we, we have like 50 subs a month about. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when that happens, it'll like new baseline, I'll jump to a hundred subs a month. Mm -hmm. And that's one of those new stair stepping things where you're like, okay. Mm -hmm. And, and then it turns into a compounding effect as you stay consistent with posting and all those good things. Yeah. I'm rambling, but That's okay. yeah. Um, subscribe, like comment, review. What did Alicia say? Rate, review, subscribe. Sure. I can't remember now. Dang it. That's fine. But we appreciate you listening. We appreciate music bed, our sponsor for this episode and our first sponsor for rally caps on mm-hmm. a whole. Uh, we love you all. Thank you so much for listening and watching and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.